Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Penguins Podcast. It's a little bit different today. Um, so Restream is down. That's what we use, all the Locked On hosts use. We are going to be going over to StreamYard, which is what I'm using right now. I'm kind of on like a free trial. Um, I've been on Restream for almost a year now. This has never happened, of course. First night it happens. It's the regular season. But um, we are here recording my Full game recap episode as the Penguins just absolutely trounced the Arizona Coyotes by a score of 6-2. to two. In this episode, we're going to get into everything that transpired tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins, go into the numbers, who I thought looked good, who I thought didn't look good, things to work on, all of that stuff. So again, remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Penguins. Of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day on October 13th. So let's get into this. The Penguins, a 6-2 victory over the Coyotes. And, you know, this is a win that, you know, you expect the Penguins to win this kind of game. No offense, the Arizona Coyotes are going to be one of the worst teams in the NHL this year. That is basically an AHL team that they just played. No disrespect to Clayton Keller. No disrespect to Nick Ritchie, who scored a couple of goals tonight. Nick Schmaltz, Shane Gosper, I thought had a good game outside of that kind of a dirty hit on Evgeny Malkin. Uh, Velmelka, he was really good in net, even though he gave up six goals. No offense, though, the Coyotes. This is a team that their management, they basically want them to tank for Connor Bedard. And the Penguins took advantage of that. You know, five minutes into the game, it's already 3 nothing. Sidney Crosby has to get the first goal because it is Sid, after all. Um, beautiful pass from Jake Gensel, by the way. I mean, that was a filthy pass right to right across the center of the of the ice in the offensive zone onto the tape of Cindy Crosby, and he buries it five hole past Vemelka. Um, you know, they, they were able to make it two nothing very quickly later. Jason Zucker gets his first goal of the year. I've been telling people expecting to score quite a bit this year if he can stay healthy, and I really liked Zucker's game tonight. Um, he was everywhere on the ice. He was lining up right above that left circle for plenty of scoring chances. I don't know if some of you all noticed that, but uh, it was about three to four, maybe maybe even more than that, where he was just teeing up slap shots from that point, about 20 feet out, something like that. Was really impressed with how he played. Uh, if, he, if the Penguins can get that level from Zucker for the entire season, um, obviously they will be better off for it. Um, and then the Penguins, you know, they quickly make it three to nothing. Um, Jake Gensel, obviously, you know, he gets his first goal of the season. You know, Jake, I mean, you all knew he was going to score on opening night, right? I mean, it, it's Jake Gensel, for God's sakes. Um, you know, I, I feel bad that I, I picked Ricard Raquel to open up the scoring for the Penguins this season. I did not get it, so I'm going to put that L on my forehead. But, you know, that Gensel goal, just, you know, a, a total – Jake Gensel kind of goal. Um, anyway, I, I believe it was that one was on the power play. Um, if I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I have that right in my notes. Just making sure here. Um, yes, yeah, from Brian Rust and Sidney Crosby. And, you know, speaking of the power play, looked really solid tonight. Love the puck movement, crisp passing. You're getting to the dirty areas of the net. The zone entries looked a lot better. Granted, I understand it's Arizona. You're going to, like, going to be you're going to be going up against much better penalty killing units throughout the season. But at least for tonight, really enjoyed the power play as well. They had a couple of goals uh, throughout this game. We'll get to a couple of them a little bit later. Um, but you know, really nice goal from Jake Gensel to get his first of the season. Hopefully, he does hit 50. 
Um, I'll get to the penalty kill a little bit later. Malkin was able to get his first goal of the season, and wow, was he on fire tonight. That is the best I think I have seen Geno skate in over a year, um, well before um, his knee surgery. I'll say that, you know, he, and remember he had a full off season to train. He was fully healthy coming into this. He didn't have need to have any procedure done to his knee or anything. And, you know, I, I think you're seeing a different version of him right now. And I know it maybe might be silly to say that after one game, but <clears throat> I tweeted this on my Twitter account tonight and I'll say it again on this show. I think he's going to make a lot of people look foolish this season. He had a lot of people talk crap about him during the offseason about how, oh, they should assign Vincent Trocek or Andrew Kopp. They should let him walk because he's not, he's just a power play specialist now. <clears throat> um, he's definitely not a power play specialist now, especially after the numbers that I saw him put up tonight. According to Natural Statric at 5v5, they were on the ice for, um, you know, at, at least um, 10 minutes of ice time at 5v5. Um, and 17 um, shot attempts for five shot attempts against 77% shot attempts for per 60, the Malkin Zucker rust line that led every single line on the penguins tonight going even further one goal for one goal against even further 88% of the expected goals that also led the team tonight a little further 11 scoring chances for when Gino was on ice with his line, two scoring chances against. But I've I've heard he's but I've heard he's washed at 5v5 according to people from this offseason. So um he was a menace all over the ice. He it was truly remarkable to watch him skate and get his goal. Nice backhand shot uh, across a lot of traffic. Um I know Nick Berlansky said he he thinks he's gonna score hundred points this year based on how he played through one game. I definitely think he has a chance, at least right now. You know, hopefully he doesn't get hurt or anything. But you know, he he keeps that up that level. Could definitely see him. You know, at least getting ninety points this season, if not getting to one hundred. I love the story that Rob Rossi ran um, of the Athletic this morning, where you know Gino was basically saying to himself, "Yeah, I feel, I feel like I could get ninety, but you know, why not more? Why not a hundred? And you know, I think he's definitely saying that to himself after tonight. So the numbers. Um, were great for him and his line in the eye test definitely backed up. Really nice goal. And his legs were galloping um, all night long. Thank God he didn't get hurt again, um, on that Shane Gossespierre hit late in the first period. Just a really ugly hit from Gossespierre. You know, definitely targeting the knee area for him. I believe that was a surgically repaired knee, if I'm not mistaken. Um, just, I, I don't want to see that. You know, for someone who, you know, has been banged up a lot recently, you know, Gino's really lucky that that didn't turn out a lot worse for him. And obviously he didn't leave the game and he was able to finish everything out. Uh, but again, you know, thankful, thankfully he was able to, because, you know, that, that knee bends a certain way, you know, he's out for you know a good bit. So um, don't like those kind of hits. Glad he was okay. And I'm glad that he was really able to go beast mode tonight. Brian Russ also gets his first goal of the season um, loved how he was just, you know, crap talking that coyotes player um, when he was standing up and just looking down on him because that game was starting to get chippy um, a little bit. And then to end it on the sixth goal, Kasperi Kapanen, because of course, Kasperi Kapanen has to score um, and he gets his first goal of the season. What a rip that was um, by the way. Um, but overall, I thought this was a very t- uh, good performance 
from the Penguins tonight against a not good Arizona Coyotes team. Numbers-wise, the Penguins had 59% of the shot attempt score um, at 5v5. They also had 72% of the scoring chances, 78% of the high danger chances, 75% of the expected goals, and <clears throat> they also outscored the Coyotes 4 to nothing um, at 5v5. The only two goals that they gave up um, were on the power play. Um, well, penalty kill. Um, excuse me. Penalty kill for the Penguins power play. Uh, for the Coyotes. And I'll get into that a little later on for the show. So um, going through each of the goal scores, that was really cool. Um, nice to see so many players get points tonight. Sidney Crosby is officially above Alex Ovechkin right now in terms of total points to start, um, not just the season, but overall, the Capitals also lost tonight. Um, but you know, overall, as we switched uh, to our second segment here, um, very professional performance, you know, I, I, some people were saying that this was a trap game. I understood that, but for the first game of the regular season, I didn't really believe in it just because you gotta, you gotta start out the season. Well, maybe if this was a game in January, February, something like that, but this is the first game of the season. They were going to go balls to the wall and they absolutely did that when they were three to nothing. I know the game kind of got a little bit boring um, in the second period, just because the Penguins were kind of taking the foot off the gas pedal, it's hard when you're up three goals, you're going up against a team that you're way better than to keep playing like that through 60 minutes. The adrenaline wears off, but they're able to get that fourth goal to make it 4-1. I know the Coyotes were made, able to make it 4-2, uh, but they were able to keep their composure going, play good at 5v5, and they were able to get the result tonight to get to 1-0. Coming up in this uh, in the second segment, we're going to get into some, some special teams talk. Notably the PK, that's the main thing that I did not like tonight, that's probably one of the only negative things that I'm going to say um, during this episode. So I'm going to get into what I saw about that and what I want the Penguins to look uh, to work on moving forward with that unit. Um, <clears throat> but before I get to that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continuous source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf. You can head to BetOnline or use your phone to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LOR Penguins and, of course, Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Um, <clears throat> I do apologize for it being a little bit different tonight just because the restream is not working. It's actually down for the entire network. Again, first time this has happened. You all will get to hear that wonderful intro and everything again tomorrow. Um, so now on to some things that I guess I didn't like from this performance, even though there really wasn't many. The penalty kill. Um, what they did tonight on the PK was basically what they did against the Rangers. Um, a lot of players were being left wide open in the middle of the ice. They were not aggressive enough coming up to the point to pressure whoever was up there, whether it was Clayton Keller, Shane Goss, spare quarter, um, quarterbacking it, Nick Schmaltz at the corner. It's not good enough and not enough good pressure. Um, you know, the Coyotes, they had 28 power play goals in 82 games last year. And no, I'm not kidding. Like, that is a legitimate stat. You all can go look it up for yourselves. That's basically what a quarter of their games they had a power play goal maybe a little bit more if my math is right you know you're giving up two good power play goals to them and when they're expected to be one of the worst uh, teams in the league this season that's not acceptable sorry i mean i know it's game one they'll have a lot to work on throughout the season but 
Uh, I don't want to be seeing that throughout the year. They're going to be going up against much better power plays. Washington's one is usually men, even though they're short of the season. That's not that good. The Rangers usually have a good power play. The Minnesota Wild usually have a good power play. Colorado Avalanche, you know, they're only going to play them twice as well. Um, in the East, you know, they'll play Toronto, who usually has a good one. Tampa Bay, Florida, <clears throat> Carolina. Um, that's not going to work against those teams. And I think the Penguins, they know that. They're going to have to clean some stuff up. Um, the second Nick Ritchie goal was the one I think that really irked me the most. Um, he's able to get the puck you know, streaking down the center of the defensive zone for the Penguins. And he gets it. No one's inside. He just has Tristan Jari to beat. Nice date beats him for four to, for, to make it 4-2. But it's like, okay, where is where is the pressure on Richie? You know, no one is in front of the net trying to break up the play or anything like that. They're just out in no man's land doing whatever. Um, I'm sure Mike Vellucci is going to notice that on film. He's going to work on it with the team. But what I saw tonight, it's not good enough, and it needs to be better, to say the least. Um, that was the only two goals that they scored again were on the Penguins PK. Even the first one, um, they just they were not clearing the puck enough. I think that was another trend that I saw tonight. And another one that we saw during the playoffs against the Rangers, not enough clears. They would just kind of try to – Eh, we'll, we'll try to get it out a little bit, but they're soft clearing attempts. And even against a team like, like the Coyotes, it's not going to work. And you saw that tonight. The Coyotes were able to get two goals courtesy of Nick Ritchie. Overall, I'm not super mad about it, but it's something that I still want to get cleaned up as we start the season here. Um, other negatives, I guess, if you want to call them that. POJ, I guess, was fine. Didn't really stand out too much to me. Um, there were a couple of um, zone breakouts that he was having trouble with that he should not be having at the NHL level when he was going around the net, has the puck cleanly, and being pressured only a little bit, but he, you know he, he's not able to exit the zone cleanly, and it turns into Arizona really pressuring him, and then they take the puck from him in the defensive zone. That can't be happening at the NHL level, especially with Ty Smith um, basically ready to go <clears throat> down in the AHL. Um He's going to get more of a look. I obviously understand that. But from a one-game sample size, still want to see more from him overall. He was also like bottom five in average game score tonight, I'm pretty sure, for the Penguins along with the uh, fourth line. And that's actually what I'm going to get to um, next if I can find the tweet here for the average game scores. Um, yeah, the bottom five, Brock McGinn, Ryan Paling, POJ, Josh Archibald, um, Jan Ruta. Um, actually, no, Jan Ruta was... He bottom five, but mostly his stuff was positive. The bottom four that had mostly a negative impact was Archibald, POJ, Ryan Paling, and Brock McGinn. Um, the fourth line, I know it's one game as well, but it's 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 really not that good of a line, people. Um, yes, they're missing Teddy Bluger. Very understandable. He's going to help that fourth line a lot whenever he does come back. From what I saw tonight, though, you know, Paling, okay, you know, he's fine. Brock McGinn playing without his center. Yeah, not much there. Archibald, didn't really notice him too much, but, you know, he also didn't make a lot of negative plays, so I can't really complain. But, you know, when you're like the only line <clears throat> that is in the bottom five of average game score, um, and that kind of lines up to what I was watching with the eye test, um, you know, that's definitely maybe something that needs to be better for as long as uh, um, Bluger was out. And if you go to um, Natural Stature to look at more of the underlying numbers for that fourth line, um only 40% shot attempts, four per 60. They were the only line below 50% um, tonight. 54% of the expected goals, though, so that's not bad. 60% of the scoring chances. But in terms of like being out-attempted, 
Um, they were the only line below 50% with that. Again, one game. Maybe they'll be better against Tampa Bay. But, you know, those were, I guess, the only three main negatives that I took out um, of this game. Everyone else I thought was truly spectacular. I'm going to get some more of that here coming up in this final segment. And I'm going to get into some listener takeaways that you all had. Um, and we can get into that um, coming up right after this commercial break. All right, I'm back on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO or Score Penguins. <clears throat> um, I'm, I think I've basically touched on almost everyone that I really noticed tonight. Though I will say, um, the third line I thought was pretty decent. Jeff Carter had some good chances. Danton Heinen actually attempted a backhander tonight, which I don't think I've really ever seen him do in a Penguin uniform. He usually always shoots with his fo- his forehand. Um, so it's a pretty rare sight to see him shoot on that backhand. I think he could have scored two goals tonight. I thought he was really impressive. Um, getting back to Kasperi Kapanen, really liked his game. Um, he actually did not button hook a lot tonight. That's progress. We'll, we'll do a little bit of a golf clap for that. Um, he had some really nice passes to spring some scoring chances along. And he had that wicked release for that six goal courtesy. I believe that pass was from Jason Zucker. Um, was able to fire that top cheese. Uh, more of that from Kapanen this year, please. You know, I think this goal could really help him give him some confidence. Nice to see him do some work on the PK as well. I I, I guess that's like I get the one main thing I liked about the PK tonight. Um, it was on, I believe it was the Coyotes' fifth power play in the third period, 4-2 game. And it Kapanen, he's putting some pressure at the point, and then he's pinning the puck along the boards with a couple of other Coyotes players and a couple other Penguins players come over to really just freeze the puck and he's killing 20 25 30 seconds more of that please from Kappen. maybe the score more of the score short-handed scoring chances will come from him but more of plays like that where he's just killing the play right up against the point where you know the opposition is not able to do anything i thought he played a really good game whether it was at 5 second power play first or second penalty kill unit um that's a performance to build off of in my opinion for Kapanen. Um, Ricard Raquel thought he also had some nice chances tonight. Wish he would have had that goal, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. Jeff Petrie thought he also had a nice game. Um, first one with Marcus Pedersen, so there's going to be a little bit um, of a learning curve. He did make a couple of plays tonight in the offensive zone where I was like, I did not ever see John Marino do that. I think a couple of times he just absolutely digged an Arizona player, and that led to a couple of good scoring chances. I'm like, man, I, I wish... Marino once I wish Marino did that once um, <clears throat> when he was a member of the Penguins. Jan Ruta solid debut as well. Um, you know, didn't really stand out like too much, but you know he's also kind of a defensive defenseman. You know, he didn't really do anything in a negative way. Chris Letang steady as ever, thunderous check um, late in the third period. I mean, that was the hit of the game. And you know, I know a lot of people love physical hockey. You know, I like a good hit every now and then. That is a hit. I definitely liked. He just absolutely laid the boom on that Coyotes player. And it's always a good time when both Crosby and Malkin score. Um, I believe I have this stat here um, from Bob Grove. And it's this is a ridiculous stat with how good the Penguins are when both Crosby and Malkin score. They are a 96 and 9 and 4 when they both score in the same game. 96 wins, 13 total losses. Is that good? My sources can confirm that that is very, very good. 
Um, and last but not least, last uh, thing I want to take away from this, Tristan Jari, solid. You know, didn't really give up any bad goals. Looked aggressive in net, made a couple of nice saves. Um, that's a performance to build off of as well coming off that injury. Had a little injury scare um, when Marcus Pedersen took a penalty by cross-checking a Coyotes player into him. It wasn't even a cross-check. He, the Coyotes player just ran into him. Thank God that Jari is not hurt. That would have been a very bad time for him to suffer the injury. Um, now getting into the post-game takeaways to end the show tonight. If I can get these here. Um, love Nick Horwath's reaction here. Is this a new Western Conference rival? Um, I, I'm glad that you brought this up, Nick, because, man, that game was getting chippy in the third period. I did not expect that. I mean, I know Arizona's not that good, but, you know, they were really taking it to the – I wouldn't say really taking it to the Penguins, but, you know, that, that they, they were making the game a bit nasty with them, you know, getting into some scrums. They were chirping the Penguins from the bench and on the ice. I saw Sid was going at them from the bench. I'm pretty sure Jake told um, the whole Coyotes bench to F off as he, as he was going back um, to the bench. Um, no, I'm not going to say that word, but I, for most of the people that listen to the show, I think you all know what I mean. Um, definitely some big hits that were thrown. Um, these two teams did not like each other, at least for tonight. And I know they only play each other one more time this season, but um, definitely a really chippy game, uh, to say the least. Um, uh, Joe Frick says, and he uh, he is um, awesome. He is part of the Around the 412 podcast. I believe he hosts their fantasy football show. He says, so much more movement on the power play. Petrie doesn't stink as much as everyone thought. Outscored the Steelers. Yes, the, the Penguins scored more touchdowns in this game than the Pittsburgh Steelers did against the Buffalo Bills last week. That is a cause for celebration right there. Yep, love the movement on the power play. Passing look really crisp, able to get to the high danger chances. No problems with the zone entries. That's been a big problem when the power play has been struggling. Really enjoyed watching that unit tonight. If that can keep up for the rest of the year, that will be really good as well. Um, Jeff Kirby, we're winning the cup. Hey, you know, you know, Rome wasn't built in one day, um, as they say. Um, Josh Banks, nobody got hurt as far as you know at the time of this tweeting. Yes, you know, I know the Penguins injury curse knows no bounds. There were a couple of scares tonight, one of which was with Brian Dumoulin, took a shot right off the hand like that. Um, don't know how he came back right away. I mean, he was gone for 30 seconds and came back in. I'm like, whew, thought that was a broken hand or something. Um, I think Jeff Petrie went off the ice once. Um, he's okay, at least from what we know right now. Hopefully, um, there were no injuries suffered in this game. Um, Alan Teoder, who was at the game, he said, um, <clears throat> power play looked and felt different than last year until the third period. I really liked what I saw before that. Yeah, Alan, again, you know, you're not the first person to notice the power play looked a lot different. Um, as a lot of other listeners have said, <clears throat> the movement looked great. And you know, as I was saying, they were actually getting to the high danger areas and they were finishing their chances um, as well. Yep. Awesome to see Zucker get one. Absolutely. You know, he keeps that up and stays healthy. He's going to pot a lot of goals for this team this year. I mean, you know, his usual career average is 20, 23 goals per 82 games. That's when he was at, when he was in Minnesota, when he was healthy. I mean, that kind of carried over to Pittsburgh in his first season here. This is a good player. He just has to stay healthy. And I'm really hoping that he can. Um, never thought I'd see a Crosby for uh, first goal this season. Um, and yes, that that is a great fun fact, Alan. Thank you for pointing that out. That is the first time he scored the first goal of the Penguin season, I believe throughout uh, his court, uh, tenure here. Um, at least as far as I can remember, Alan, as well, you probably are right on this. I do not remember the last time he ever scored the first goal of the season um, <clears throat> for the Penguins. Yeah, I know the penalty kill was not good either. Um, 
I wouldn't say Arizona is a dirty team, Allen, but they were definitely some of their hits tonight were a bit questionable, getting a bit chippy in the, in the third period because they were mad that they were losing. Um, <clears throat> whatever, you know, th- that team's going to lose a lot of games this season. Um, that's whatever to me. And why did Arizona want to poke the big Russian bear at the end of the first period? Um, yes, I agree that Gino looked fantastic tonight. I think he's on a mission this season. He's on a mission to really prove a lot of people wrong that crap talked him during the off season. And that was a big first step. Um, as well. I think I hit on basically everything about this game tonight. Um, at the end of the day, really solid opening night win for this team. Nothing you no know, too flashy about it or anything like that, but it was a game that they needed to win against a bottom tier team. The big three picked up where they left off from last year. Zuffgren Kaplan were really good. Power play was great. Tristan Jolly looked confident in net. PK, a little bit to work on. Fourth line in POJ. Want to see them be better as the season goes on. But overall, very professional performance tonight from the Penguins. They controlled the game at 5v5 and all situations. And they will need, definitely need to do that on Saturday when the Tampa Bay Lightning come to town. Again, I will be there for that game. I'm so stoked to go back to PPG Paints Arena. I will have a full preview episode for that game sometime on Friday, whether it's before the Lightning play against the Blue Jackets or um, after. And yes, the Lightning, they will be coming to Pittsburgh on a back-to-back. I would assume they will not start Vasilevsky on Friday. I think he will go on Saturday against the Penguins. They'll probably start their backup um, on Friday. So again, that does it for this episode. Let me know what you all think about this game down in the comments on YouTube, or you can DM me on social media and stuff. Um, But again, thank you all so much for listening, and I'll be back with another episode on Friday.